It's your boy F. Dukes, host of Hippie Wicked Radio Podcast. Appreciate you guys taking the time to join me. Episode 12 is going down today. You you know the drill. If you haven't already, make sure to check out episodes 1 through 11. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, Budsprout, and more. Any podcast platform that you listen to, I'll be on there. But with the sound of that ice jingle jangling... It's Hippie Wicked Radio, baby! That means it's a worldwide toast. If you got a drink, if you're sipping on something, like me, I got a vodka soda, we're about to tip it up. Tip it up as high as you can. Worldwide cheers, salud, cheers, prokes, however you say it. This one's for you, baby. Ah, so this is like my fifth take for that intro that I just did. So I'm getting already kind of hammered. Speaking of getting hammered, we're going to be talking about a family with a lot of drama and a lot of issues, emotionally, physically, um, drug addiction, sexual abuse, rape, the whole nine. Money, fame, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's what this family really is all about. Uh, We've known them from when one of them became a huge boy band boy group sensation the other was a younger brother selling millions of records on nickelodeon and fucking who else knows what but millions of records millions of dollars millions of fans and you would think they would have their shit together but this family that i'm talking about um is by far uh the definition of dysfunctional now, I know a lot of my fans are probably wondering, why am I about to get into some shit like this, especially the person in the family we're about to talk about? But, dude, some of these interviews this little motherfucker has been coming out with recently, whether it's Google, Yahoo, um, any of these big online platforms, he's bashing his brother, his family, and he's a recovering addict. Um, if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Aaron Carter... Nick Carter and the Carter family. You're a... Yes, yes, yes. I know, I know, I know. Fucking lame. I'm talking about a boy band family and a reality stars, but I got to touch on this because, and no pun intended, I got to touch on it though. Okay, so just a few months back, back in April, Aaron Carter was on No Jumper, which is a giant podcast show. Uh millions of fans and and followers and he's on there talking about how much money he's making from his new clothing line money that he's owed for producing and co-producing albums that are top 40 um saying that he's suing labels for like four or five hundred thousand and he's made millions on real estate i think he's full of shit and he's on something but he says he's clean but he refers to his brother nick as harvey weinstein take a listen 720. I own a house. Um, I'm buying a 
second home. I'm moving. Now I have to move because all these crazy ass fucking fan BSB fans right. that are trying to protect Nick Carter from being who he is as, as Harvey Weinstein. Oh, you think he's the Harvey Weinstein? He is a fucking Harvey Weinstein, and he's going down. Down, down, do you down. Think that, by the do you think it's likely that there will be actual charges and that he'll face repercussions in court of law? It's, now it's up to the FBI. They're investigating him? did what I could. Uh, the police, uh, bro, I got all the police report documents. So that's why you relate to 6 9 because you snitched on your brother to the feds? I ain't stitching. <laughs> is it snitching? No, 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 no. I ain't stitching. No, what, I'm, what, I'm doing, what, I'm, what I'm doing is, 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 is I'm letting everybody know that what happened is that I endured abuse. When I was 10 to 13 years old, I was molested and raped by my sister who died from overdose last Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <sighs> Holy shit, that's that's a lot to take in. This is a 32-year-old dude who's been famous since he was like 7 years old. So 25 years in the business. And this dude's saying he's been molested and he was raped when he was like 10 or 13. He, he, used to, he said that his sister and Nick used to get him so fucked up on pills and alcohol and they would both rape him. They'd both rape him, his own blood. Older brother and sister. Um... He said he could never forgive Nick. He said he forgave his uh, older sister, Leslie, because before she died, unexpectedly, uh, died of a drug overdose, but which is fucked up. Um, she called him apologizing and asked for forgiveness, and he said he forgave her, so he, he never, he doesn't hold anything against her. She fucked up. She's dead now. They can move on. But Nick, you just heard him. <laughs> Jumper was saying... You just snitched on your brother. You're talking about the feds. You have the documents. You're ready to release him right here. No, no, no. I ain't, I ain't 6 9 Oh, man. He compared his ass to 6 9 This shit, the interview's crazy. So it's funny because the fans don't realize this. Some fans understand it because they see the entertainment side of this. But then there's the fans who just think they live this perfect life, this normal life. They have millions. They live in the burbs. No drama. Very minimal. But that's not the case. This family is surrounded and the deepest people and most closest people around you are you know the most deep rooted people around you are molesting you and and raping you and fucking with your mental for the rest of your life so I feel for this kid but I still think he's full of shit check this shit out too I endured abuse when I was 10 to 13 years old I was molested and raped by my sister who died from overdose Leslie wow she raped me from 10 to 13 because she had bipolar so you went to the funeral and he didn't even though you were the one who endured the abuse did, he, did she rape him as well I have no, did he rape her you mean? or did, did she rape him as well Nick? Yeah. No, Nick's our older brother. He's the oldest of the family. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, okay. So she, fuck you she up. Could, but you were younger, so she could. Yeah. Yeah. Nick really? will fuck you up. Wow. Not you me, went though. to the funeral because that's really interesting. I was just hearing some people have that conversation. Would you go to Epstein's funeral if you were his friend? No. You wouldn't. No. No, horrific. I wouldn't go to Nick's funeral. Either. But what about her? Like, what was the difference between her that she did something so horrific to you and that you could just forgive? With who? With the the Leslie. That I can forgive. Yeah, that you were because she made amends to me before she died. I said I'm sorry that I did what I did to you. Okay. So that's my sister, and she also has a daughter, uh, Alyssa. That's you know five years old, and I have to protect that. But I have to also speak my truth because it's what helps me with my aftercare. Okay. Wow. That's so crazy to me. So we can all sit here and just judge. First of all, I need to. I need a goddamn drink after that. So y'all hear that? 
And I don't know if, about you, but I, I feel hurt because he's hurt. Um, yeah, he's got millions. We all think these people are invincible. And we think that nothing bad can happen to them. They need to get over this because they make millions and they have the money to do stuff to rebuild and to feel better and to go do things and stay busy. But really, they're just like us. And he later goes into what he was hooked on. He was a huffer. He huffed dusters, what you clean your laptop keys with and your desktop with. He was huffing those, kind of like whippets back in the day. And I'm not familiar with those. Uh, fuck, dude. Kind of makes me at a loss of words, but check out this last part where, where he's talking about the drugs that he's been on. It's, I'm an advocate for weed, and it actually helps me stay off of huffing duster because I was huffing dusters. How did you get into duster? Actually, let's Leslie, go all the way back. Leslie. Oh, she's the one who got you Leslie's the one that got me into huffing. Wow. Yeah. So I like 16. That never even crossed my mind. But is that a really short high? Like, it only lasts for a minute or two? It lasts for like 20 seconds, and you hallucinate. You gotta do it again. Fucked up. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's, the, it's fucking terrible. Compared to doing whippets? Uh, uh, 10 times stronger. 10 times stronger. Maybe a, maybe a thousand. Duster cans. But you just are going through these cans all day, every day, yeah. just getting fucked. Well, I, that's what I was doing, yeah. What were you mixing it with? Nothing. You, you, you weren't doing Zans and all this other oh, stuff. Oh, no, I was mixing it with Zans and everything, yeah. So when did you get addicted to opiates? How did that start? I never got addicted to opiates. Okay. So I just, uh, I got punched in the jaw by my drummer. Yeah, how did that happen? That was 2017? Yep. Okay. All right, so listening to his stories makes me feel a lot better about mine makes me feel a lot better about some of the shit I've done in my life. I don't feel as bad. And I hate to joke about it, man, but goddamn, this makes... Does anybody else watch um, some of those, like, rehab shows? And, like, just be like, God, thank God, yeah, I, I drink, or I smoke some grass here and there, or whatever, but, like, your life's not that bad. If you're looking at these other people... And watching them and feeling sorry for them, it's not much different than yours, but you're, it's like, whoa. Thank God my life's not that fucked up and I don't have that many problems. I'm serious, man. I mean, it's, listening to his um, interview and watching it, he's fucked up. He's fucked in the head and I hate that for him. But it's entertaining and it's interesting to see how some people's families unfold. Check this other part out. Fuck up and no, because people don't realize that I sold a million records a year after Nick joined the Backstreet Boys. So it was only a year before that happened, because I feel like the way yeah. that a lot of people assume is that he blew up, they and blew, then they were like, okay, no, no, let's no, no, give no. this They blew up in 96, I blew up in 97. Okay. And then I toured with them in 98, and that was the last time I ever did anything with Backstreet Boys. And the last thing you know, listen to this fucked up shit. The only time the Backstreet Boys ever came up to me ever again after 1998 was when I was doing Dancing with the Stars and all five of them showed up. Oh, why are you guys here? Hmm. Promoting a new album. So they showed up and they ended up doing like three shows, like three three songs, performances on Dancing with the Stars while because they, they were pretending like they were my family while I was blowing up with 22 million ratings and they had the biggest season ever. Any show that I do, The Doctors, um, WeTV, um, anything that I touch is the biggest. Really? Watch this be your biggest interview. Right. Just like 6ix9ine said to I believe it. No, no, watch. No, he said it at the breakfast club. He said, oh, He wasn't my biggest interview, but he was a pretty big Listen to him. Listen, he's he's jittery. Everything is defensive. He, he he's a story topper. Oh, oh well, well, they came out in '96. I came out in '97. I sold seven million records. Um, yeah, I'm I'm like six nine. I'll be the I'll be the biggest thing. 
and he he's fucking on reality shows about his drug abuse and he's bragging about the numbers that the show is doing. So that just shows where his mind is. It's it's he, he's lost so much from all this abuse over the years that he has to have all this stuff back him up to make him feel like he's this huge person. This this star that's this false facade that's in his head that he's relevant. And it's sad, man. It's fucking sad. Cause look what he's saying about his brother, the people that surround his brother. By the way, sidetrack number one, Nick Carter was accused of rape. Just, um, I think it was four or five years ago. A 91 year old woman accused him of raping him, raping her. So like, where does the cycle stop? I'm not saying that Aaron's lying. I hate that when people just accuse people who are accusing rapists of rape, they accuse the accusers of making false accusations and slander. But I believe that's real. But where, I mean, think about how early this shit starts, not just with the Carters. Brooke Shields doing Playboy at 13. And they showed like her bush, if I'm not mistaken. I remember seeing it. Like 13. Um, Drew Barrymore doing cocaine and drugs at like Studio 54 in New York City before and after like filming with with big producer and big wigs in the in the in the industry. Yeah, so check this out. Check out Aaron's question how he flips an answer and a reaction back onto the person interviewing him and he's looking for this admiration. Just listen to this. It's sad. All right, so I walked in here, you have no idea who I am. All you see is a 10% outside perspective, correct? Mm -hmm. What would be your take on me at this point? I seem like a good guy. What else? Creative. I like the hoodies. What about my mental stability? I like the AP. What about, how about my... You seem pretty stable. Stable? Yeah. I mean, I was watching... Do you feel like I'm schizophrenic? <sighs> Do you know, know what schizophrenic is? I, I do, do you know but I'm, do you, do you, I'm not wait, sure wait, that I'm qualified to diagnose I, I can tell you. I, I can tell you what schizophrenic is. Okay. Schizophrenia is. Schizophrenia is, is when they go really high and they come back to the low. They don't have expressions on their face. Okay. So they're just like this the whole time. You seem like you're feeling shit. Right? They're just like this. That's right. what a schizophrenic is. They, they, they get so exhausted. And, and then they, they, they hear voices in their head and stuff like that. I don't hear voices. I hear my beats that I just sang it. So you, do you feel like you were using the music to solve the stuff that you were well, dealing with? I wrote the song Pyro, listen to this. So, and by the way, I'm the one who pulled Pyro. To okay, so. So that, that's kind of scary. <laughs> the more I listen to it. I don't want to dog the kid, man, but damn, this guy's got some fucking problems. Like, when you're asking questions like that and you're flipping the questions and you ask someone what they think of you, they're doing some deep, deep thinking, man. For real. And, you know, I have um, in-laws who were who actually schizophrenic and bipolar. Um, and so I've seen some of the highs and lows that he's referring to. But goddamn, it's it's scary because he's in the state. He's trying to prove himself, and I just I, I feel like he's surrounded by yes men or people who are just begging for attention, just like him. And he's willing to go out there and get it, good or bad. All right, and so check this shit out. So, so this other interview that he's doing, um, the person interviewing him asks him what his favorite Backstreet Boys song is. And I don't know if he's doing it to instigate and add fuel to the fire, but just check this out. <laughs> uh, I 
love Bye Bye Bye, Tearing Up My Heart. Um, uh, what's the other ones? Uh, God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You. Okay. Uh, all classics. Yeah, all, in, all amazing NSYNC songs. Yeah. Those are all NSYNC songs. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, my yes. Bad. Yes. They're all. Oh, you know I'm a troll, right? No, I'm a low-key like intellectual troll, right? Okay. So, yo, that that shit's actually that shit's hilarious. <laughs> oh, but I could never come to a point. Even if me and my brother hated each other, I could never come to a certain point to where I'm throwing him under the bus publicly, um, and humiliating him because humility is man that's that's crossing the line and some of these interviews that Aaron Carter has been doing he's a habitual line crosser now I understand he's part of his therapy is to discuss and to talk about his his molestation and when he was raped so he can eventually slowly try to overcome it and I get it dude I'm not knocking him but look at the struggles this young man has and there's hundreds, if not thousands, of other kids that are in the industry that are going through the same thing. Not just in the industry, but it's a lot easier because these kids feel like they're about to get money, about to get rich. Um, Nick Carter and um, Lance Bass, not to jump ship, but Nick Carter, Lance Bass, and a couple other boy bands, one of the, a couple of the dudes from O-Town, um, accused Lou Pearlman of rape and molestation. And if you don't know who he is, then you've been under a fucking rock the last goddamn 30 years. He's a fucking redheaded, comb-over, rapist, reading glasses, overweight, hillbilly who was raping boy band members. He was writing love songs for 14 and 15-year-old girls while he was banging 14 and 15-year-old boys and stealing all their money and corrupting them. Lou Pearlman is dead, thankfully. Um, but that's the type of shit that goes on in this industry. Uh, recently, the past year or so, Kesha, she said that her producers and engineers and label mates were forcing her into sexual situations and rape. But they're, they're, they're pushed out and they're swept under the rug and they, they stop putting their music out and shush them. All right, you're going to accuse us and fucking make us look like we're rapists and we're stealing money from you and putting you in bad uh, volatile positions alright well we're going to pull your music we're not going to let you release any music we're going to put your, your, your deal on hold put you on the back burner so don't get it twisted man this shit's been happening for years but finally with all the Epstein stuff um, and all the rape allegations with all these huge stars with Hollywood and Kevin Spacey um, and you know um, what's his name? Corey, Corey Feldman and Corey Hines or Himes, whatever his name is. All these kids have been going through this for years. And it's finally with technology and people able to stand up and having support systems are able to put these pedos and these rapists and these fucking sickos behind bars. Um, anyways, Aaron Carter, Nick Carter. Can't believe I'm actually talking about them on a goddamn podcast. I'm going to follow up with it, though, because I'm not sure if Nick got charged. Um, actually, no, I don't know if he actually got convicted of rape, that 91-year-old woman, but I'm going to find that out. And I'm actually looking more into uh, Aaron's uh, 
money that he's talking about. He said he made $2.1 million of real estate, like $400,000 on music, $800,000 on clothing, and yada, yada, yada. I'm going to look all into that because Forbes, which they are usually not wrong, listed him at making $400,000 a year, which still ain't bad. Fuck. That's four and a half, almost five times more than me. <laughs> but anyways, that's what I'm talking about, man. I just wanted to put this out here. Some of these crazy interviews, man. 2020 is only getting started. We still got four and a half, five months left of the year. So um, make sure to check out some of these interviews. Um, I'll post some of the links in the comments on Facebook. Uh, but make sure to check some of these things out, man, because his interviews are off the chains. And this dude's definitely looking for attention. He's a liar. He's he's an attention seeker and he's a story topper. But I still feel for the kid. I understand why he's doing. It. He's he's making up for a lot of lost love and care that he he's, he's missed over the years. But um, but make sure to check out episodes one through eleven as well. Deezer, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast, Spotify. You name it, wherever your podcast is, whatever platform it is, I'm there. Whichever one you listen or watch, I'm there. And also, make sure to check out episode 13. This can be dropping here real soon. Um, I'm going to be writing a letter to Chris Cornell, RIP. And by the way, with everything Aaron was talking about with his drugs and addiction, if you or anyone you know is suffering from addiction problems, please, please, don't hesitate to call a friend or family. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to admit that you need help. And if you have an addiction problem, please, please call 1-800-656-4673. If you ever need to holler at me, you can definitely DM me and I will message you back and we'll chop it up. Alright? To live is to love and to love is to live. I love y'all Hippie Wicked Radio episode 12. Make sure to check them all out, baby. All right, I'm out. F Dukes. You already know what it is. I'm out of a drink, so I need to go get another one. You're tearing up my heart when I'm with you. But when we are alone, I feel it too. You're listening to Hippie Wicked Radio Podcast. Hippie Wicked Radio. Woo woo! Have a radio.